0: So I do think there's a gradient here, and I think our yoga practice really can help us nip these judgmental thoughts in the bud. And before we go deeper, it's like, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to eliminate judgment from our lives? And the answer I have here might surprise you. Ignite your best life. Yoga is the spark. Hello, my friends, welcome back to the Yoga Hacks Podcast where we talk about taking our yoga off the mat and into our daily life. I would love it if you would support the podcast by both sharing it with friends and considering leaving a review on iTunes, even if iTunes isn't the way you usually listen to the show. And of course, if you're listening on YouTube, I would love your comments or just a thumbs up below. Today, our topic is about judgment and like so many of our great, uh, great topics or things we love to chat about, this initiated in our Facebook group, our Facebook community, and you can join the completely free Facebook group at yogahackscommunity.com. Yoga communitycom will redirect you to the private Facebook group, and of course, lots of juicy stuff in the Uplifted membership. And I think that's where this. Uh, juicy, juicy topic thread became uh, got initiated, and you can check out Uplifted at upliftedyoga.com. So, someone in Uplifted asked, I have a question. Do you think it's possible to be completely non judgmental? How do you define judgment? And if you work hard, to become who you are and not and choose not to act in a certain way meaning like you've made certain decisions in your life that are very clear and you're choosing not to do something a certain way are you being judgmental to those that do not act in that same certain way such a perceptive illuminating question and i'm so excited to dive into all of this with you today so first, let's define judgment. How do you define judgment? And I'd love for you to think about that as you're listening. And the definition I came up with at its most basic level was judgment as being vritti or mind chatter thoughts that are about someone else (laughs) that have any opinion uh, attached to them. So obviously just thoughts of love and encouragement and support towards someone else those would not be judgmental those are you know thoughts but but not opinionated thoughts Um, as soon as thoughts are about someone else and have an opinion attached to them like what that person should or shouldn't do or how they should or should be acting there is an element of judgment at play. And that judgment, I don't think it's black or white, right? It could be like 2% judgment, like, oh, I really wish my best friend would do yoga so she could be calm like me, right? That is an opinion about another person that's mind chatter. Um, but it, but it's very low on the judgment scale where, you know, I think uh, X person is terrible because they're not you know, vegan or vegetarian or, you know, insert blank, uh, that's obviously a much more judgmental thought, probably closer to like 90% out of 100 on the judgment scale. So I do think there's a gradient here. And I think our yoga practice really can help us nip these judgmental thoughts in the bud. And before we go deeper, it's like, why would we want to do that? Why would we want to Eliminate judgment from our lives? And the answer I have here might surprise you because you might think it's, oh, well, to be a better person or to be more calm or something like that. And I think those are all benefits. However, I think the biggest motivator, if you're looking for a little kick in the butt to really control your judgment and nip judgment in the bud which I'm going to talk about how I really work to do obviously it's an ongoing practice but I made a huge stride in it probably five or six years ago and I'm going to share with you in this podcast exactly the steps I took to really eliminate my judgment Uh, but the the big motivator that you can that you can use is not just to be a better person and feel more calm but that once you stop judging others Others stop judging you, and all of a sudden, there's this sense of freedom in your life where you're able to express yourself more authentically in a way that is incredibly transformational and propels you in the direction you're trying to go in your life, and I'll say that again in a different way, that if you're judging someone about anything, say their appearance, or say their eating, or their belief patterns you are also secretly being afraid of being judged around those same topics, right? So, for example, when I was first teaching yoga, I had a lot of fear around being judged as a teacher. But I realized that's because I was judging other teachers myself (laughs) And and judging a lot of people in general, which is actually what spurred me on my quest to eliminate judgment from my life. And once I stopped judging others, I realized I just suddenly, naturally, had less fear of being judged, which made me feel much happier and much freer in my teaching and everything that I was doing. So it's a mirror, right? It is 100% our judgment is a mirror. If you're judging other people, you probably feel quite judged as well in some aspect of your life. So that can be a huge motivator for you as you choose to transform and transcend your judgment. So, how do we do that? Because the analytical mind is good at problem solving. And part of problem solving is is that analytical skill set of also judging, right? Like we have to judge. Is it safe to cross the street? Can this or that uh, safely happen now, right? So again, our analytical minds are such a gift. They're so wonderful. However, the time period in society that we live in right now really values the analytical mind over everything else, right? So many people aren't even aware that there's another part of their brain that they can access. And from a very, very young age, judgment is instilled into us, like a computer program from mainly our parents and the way they see the world and the way they talk about other people. So step number one is just to start noticing the stories (laughs) that you have about other people or stories you have about the way the world works and these stories are usually playing in our subconscious all the time and these could be some really nasty stories like that you're not even aware of how or why you picked them up they were probably just downloaded to you from your parents who probably just got the download from their parents about certain ways the world is. So you want to start noticing those stories you have about other people. And those could be really, it's so far-fetched. Like once you start noticing a thought as a judgmental thought, if you're like me five or six years ago, you'll realize that you have just like this soundtrack. You know how movies have like a soundtrack? There's always kind of music in the background. That you have this soundtrack of judging everyone and everything around you. Like, why is that little boy crying in the supermarket? She's clearly not a good mother. Or, oh my gosh, that woman's really overweight. And you're just like thinking that as you walk by. And it's and it's not cruel, you're not a bad person, but, but you have just all these judgments. Or like, whoa, she is wearing a lot of pink. <laughs> or something like that, right? And what I want you to do is that I want you to start and I used Evernote, which is a completely free app that you can use on your phone, But you could, and it just lets you write things down easily on your mobile device. But you could use the Notes app that I think comes with most phones. You could use a notebook, but I really like using the phone because just in our modern day and age, we, our phones are always with us, and this is something that in order to really accomplish, you need to write every judgmental thought you have for a week for a week and it seems like a week should be easy a week is going to be a long time because you're going to realize quite quickly that you have judgmental thoughts constantly and I think the best way to start is with your judgmental thoughts about other people because those are way easier to sort of catch and identify than the judgmental thoughts we have against ourselves which is a whole other uh, topic almost in itself because we have so much judgment against ourselves but I think it's easier to start with eliminating judgment towards others. And you might think you're a really compassionate person and that you don't really have a judgment issue. And I would challenge you, I would challenge you to do this exercise for a full week, write down in your phone, every single judgmental thought you have. So for me, that looked like when I was in the hardware store, and this little kid was having a tantrum. And I was like rolling my eyes and being like, whoa, that mother really doesn't have her act together. This is nuts. I wrote that down. I just wrote it down on my phone. I just judged a mother and her child in the hardware store for, and called her a bad mother. All right. And like, then I left the hardware store and I'm walking towards my apartment. And again, we'll go back to just because it's easy. I saw. A woman wearing like so much pink, like she looked ridiculous, <laughs> right? That's a judgment. And then I wrote down, I just judged a woman for wearing too much of the color pink and thinking that she looked ridiculous. And you start to notice that like these judgmental thoughts, like the, like the soundtrack are happening all the time. And the, the hardest is like the first day or two, because you really need to set aside some extra time to do this because you need to stop and write Judgmental thought you had down in your phone the minute you have it. And for some of us, that could mean you're stopping to write something down on your phone like every two minutes. (laughs) So it was, you know, a lot slower to like buy my light bulbs at the hardware store that day or whatever. But this is so critical. It's really, really, really important. Um, And if you're extra ambitious, you can also start writing down judgmental thoughts about yourself. So, for example, I just saw the woman who's wearing so much pink, it was crazy. I wrote down my judgmental thought about her, and then maybe immediately I thought, oh my gosh, I am such a bad person for just judging her. And then you write down, I just called myself a bad person, I just judged myself as a bad person. Oh, and you can put the time next to each time you write this down. So it's like 250, (laughs) you know, (laughs) judged bartender for being really slow and lazy. Uh, like the coffee barista or whatever, right? 255, judge the people sitting next to me because they're having an overly loud conversation and I thought they were obnoxious. 3.17, 3.17, right, <laughs> judged myself when I saw my exam score and, you know, was not happy with the result or whatever. And it's, it's going to be so much. Like this is, it's going to be, especially the first 48 hours, it's going to seem insane. You're like, how can I write all this down? But I really want you to write it down, really focus on the first 48 hours, and then try to continue on for a week, but it's going to be easier. It's those first 48 hours that are the hardest, um, you know, or I, I just judged my child for needing me right now. I just judged myself for not wanting to get out of bed to help them. I just, and, the, and what's going to happen as you write these down is all of a sudden it's going to become funny. Like it's going to become comical, the amount of judgmental thoughts you have. And once you get to that point, I'm sure you're listening and you're like, how does this become funny? But it really, really does. Like somewhere around day two and a half I just started looking at this list and realizing like this is hysterical like there's so much judgment like I am so out of control that I I can't even take these judgments seriously anymore right and that's the epiphany because once you realize that you realize that like your vritti your mind chatter is just silliness it's like the soundtrack laugh track on a movie, and it's not something you really need to be paying attention to, or that really even needs to exist. And all of a sudden there's this lightness and sense of humor that comes into you noticing your judgmental thoughts, where you're just like, "Ah, (laughs) Brett, you're judging yourself again. (laughs) There you go again, judging, you know, mothers with kids that cry in public places, or people who wear stuff that you think is unfashionable, or people who you think are too loud, you're hysterical. And all of a sudden, this judgmental voice, instead of being something that you listen to, or that's subtly powerful, it's almost like a little kid that's like, oh, you just can't help yourself, can you? Like, of course, you're just, you're judging again. It's it's okay. It's funny. And that takes all the power away from the mind chatter, from that judgmental voice. It, It just slays it. The humor slays it. And I don't think it's possible to get to the humor unless you do this process of documentation to just see really how ridiculous the volume of judgmental thoughts is. And then what you can do next as sort of like a step two is to look at your list, whether it's after 48 hours or after the full week, look at your list and start to look for patterns. Like what stories or programs are bubbling underneath these judgmental thoughts? Like, is there a through line that, for example, you're always judging people who are Overweight are always judging people who dress eccentrically, are always judging people who, again, maybe seem to not have uh, control of their kids, or judging people who aren't married. Or judging people who are married, right? Whatever. And then start thinking back to really your childhood and the belief system of your parents. And what we're trying to do is notice if there's a program, a subtle program, probably what Patanjali and the Yoga Sutras would maybe even call a samskata, like a very deep-rooted set belief pattern that is operating somewhere in your subconscious. And you want to ask, where did this get programmed in? For example, if you find that a lot of your judgment is maybe against uh, other women or other women dressing a certain way or maybe against women who you perceive as uh, unmarried or acting kind of like too flirty or something like that, like maybe your mother told you when you were young that women who acted that way were inappropriate, right? or that uh, women who dressed a certain way attracted the wrong type of men. Or just like some weird little subtle thing that was programmed into you by a friend, a parent, an authority figure that just became part of your story about the world and the way the world operates. And once you start figuring out like, oh, this is a program from my parents, from my fears, from my past conditioning, that's where we move beyond just eliminating judgment to getting really aware of how our mind works. And that's the biggest gift of all. That is the biggest, biggest gift of all because once you start figuring that out, you're going to sense freedom and, and you get to sort of rewrite and create your own stories. And one of the easiest ways to write and create new stories is to just make the story the opposite (laughs) of what you initially thought. So if you judge people who dress eccentrically or, or maybe dress revealingly, every time you see them, you could Praise them in your head because like a thought's going to pop up no matter what, right? It's impossible to just be in a meditative state 24-7 as we walk around and look at the world. Or I mean, if you can be, that's great, but you might get hit by a car or run over in traffic or right. Like we need to be aware and judging the things around us, but you can replace all of those with positive judgments. Like, wow, she looks beautiful in pink. Kudos to her for having the guts to like wear this crazy outfit. That's awesome. Or, wow, you know, this mother has so much courage being in this store (laughs) with this kid who's having a meltdown. Or, wow, this uh, barista or uh, bartender, coffee maker, whatever, is moving so slowly. Good for him, right? Maybe I need to slow down. So every judgment that you have that you identify on your list you can also look at your list and say well what's the positive version of that that judgment what's it's literally it could literally just be as simple as like flicking that switch and when you're disappointed in yourself like i didn't study hard enough for the exam it's like i tried my best <laughs> right i'm a terrible person i'm a wonderful person it's literally just like taking each judgment and turning it into a positive statement or affirmation about someone else or about yourself. And this is totally a fake it till you make it situation, like so much in life, right? At first, you're you you're not going to feel genuinely happy that the barista is slow to serve you, right? <laughs> like, you're, you're going to force yourself to think that, but you won't genuinely be feeling it. Uh, but Eventually, if you just keep practicing this, keep going with your list actually beyond a week and anytime you have a judgmental thought, again, write it down again or wear a rubber band around your wrist and snap the rubber band on your wrist, not to like hurt yourself, but just to give yourself that cognizant awareness. I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. And replace that negative with a positive. And you will see that after six months, a year, you're just naturally thinking positively. And for me, it happened. I keep using the woman about uh, the story about this woman wearing all pink because I have a very, very specific memory of being in San Francisco airport, walking into the bathroom at San Francisco airport and seeing this woman. I can't remember the details of how she looked, but she was dressed in head to toe, like Pepto-Bismol pink. And she was putting on super uh, bright pink lipstick in the, the bathroom mirror. And her outfit was just, from my perspective, totally outrageous. However, when I looked at her, the, the thought that went through my head was, you go, girl, way to pull off wearing so much pink. And then I remember I went into the bathroom stall to go to the bathroom, and I thought to myself, whoa, I, I just sent love to that woman and good vibes to that woman. And that, that it just happened. Like my, my gut reaction was that towards her. And, and that wouldn't have been true six or eight months ago or 18 months ago. I can't remember exactly. And I remember just feeling like so proud of myself that my vritti, my mind chatter, was now in a positive space, in a positive spin. And that can happen to you too. And when it does, it's so magic because living with yourself and living in your own brain and being in your own head just becomes a joy instead of a nightmare. Now, I want to also address this uplifted members, the last part of their question, which was about if you work hard to become who you are and choose not to act in a certain way, are you being judgmental to those that do act in that certain way? And I think the answer to that is no and i think again i don't like talking in hypotheticals just cuz i don't think it's helpful so i'm just going to put a concrete example to this just for the purposes of our podcast so let's say for example if you work really hard to become vegan let's say um are you being judgmental to those that uh that that aren't vegan in your choice to be vegan or maybe in your choice to be vegetarian does it mean that you're now judgmental to those who, who aren't? And I think the answer to that is clearly no. And I've met some amazing, amazing vegans actually on my retreats who have been able to talk about veganism and their, their preferences while like not sending any judgment uh, whatsoever energy, judgmental energy whatsoever towards me because I'm not vegan. I think when you choose and you commit to do something in a certain way, that's your choice, and it's so beautiful. And if someone's interested and asks you about why you chose to do that, you can share. But unless you're running around uh, thinking, either the vritti, your mind chatter, thinking subtle judgmental thoughts about everyone who's not like you, or you're actually taking it a step further and telling them out loud, You know, you should really be vegan. It's really terrible that you're not. Um, No, I think you can act in a certain way and be so strong in your convictions but not let toxic or judgmental energy out towards people who aren't that way. And if you feel yourself letting toxic or judgmental energy out towards people who aren't that way, that you have some self-work to do. That's some homework for you because... Just because you're really passionate about something, it doesn't give you the right to judge or to step into that judgmental headspace. And I think we can also very easily, as, as yogis, fall into this with people who don't do yoga, because we we so wish that everyone did yoga and could relate to the world and you know have the mindset that that we have. But once we step into that place, and there's another podcast, I think it's maybe five or six podcasts ago, that's called How to Convince Your Family and Friends to Do Yoga or something like that. Well, we can link it up below. But the main thing I say in that podcast is that the best thing we can do in this world is lead as, as an examples, right? It's like, Gandhi, be the change you want to see in the world. Be a positive example, Right? So, if you're vegan and you really wish the whole world was vegan with you, the way to accomplish that isn't by judging people subtly or verbally or energetically that they should be vegans, right? It's by leading a life of integrity and being an example for others. And all of a sudden, like, they're going to start asking you, they're going to be like, hey, tell me more about how you're vegan. How could I do this too? And it might be like five years before they ask. But you have to have that patience and just lead by example. And as you're strong in your beliefs, people are going to be attracted to that. People are going to be attracted to you. There's so few people walking around who are not, who've like done this self-work and are no longer judging and have positive energy, like once you accomplish this, people are going to be drawn to you. The things you want in life are going to start just appearing in your lap, maybe not immediately, but definitely long-term. The universe is going to start co-creating with you as someone who is just in a in a positive state of mind, a positive wavelength, sending positivity out to others, and I really think like tackling this this week long judgment project, which is it's really like a year long, but it's like that first forty eight hours of writing every single tiny little judgment down, um, and 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 doing that first week of intense work that I think is really. The breakthrough that's going to help you get there. And then again, looking at everything you wrote down and trying to see the patterns. And then, of course, letting the humor arise in it. And I just want to end on the note that loving others and really fully embracing others who don't have our same belief system, who maybe aren't vegan, who aren't vegetarian, or aren't yogis, or let's make it way harder, people who haven't overcome their fear who are still leading a fear-based life who are still you know trying to project and throw that onto you is that you need to have so much compassion for these people and you really need to work on containing your energy and really just think of this shield like it's like you're you're living in a container Of your energy which is right your your auric field which is again dig more into kundalini yoga with me and some of the kundalini uh, special classes we have into uplifted if you want to go deeper into the subtle body or uh, energetic field work but when you have a personal practice a ritual or a sadhana check out the ritual series if you want to create a, a morning ritual uh, but when you have a yoga practice, a meditation, a ritual that's, that's setting up this container for you and your energy, it's like you with a little bubble around you. When other people don't have the same belief system or are plagued by fear and, and their energy field is like leaking like crazy or like maybe even attacking yours, you just need to stay calm. You need to stay in your container (laughs) and realize that they're going through what they're going through. They have their fear, they have their judgment, and there's no need to react. You just need to contain and stay in in your own energy and just protect your own energy. Or Or as Patanjali would say, you just need to stay in a state of equanimity. And for me, being pregnant has helped me tremendously with this because as a non-pregnant person i didn't have someone else to think about so i think i was pretty good at you know not taking on other people's energy not taking on other people's fear or judgment but especially now being pregnant i'm like laser insane focused on that not letting any negative energy or negativity into my space or if if or if it's happening it just like bounces off of me like a shield a because i have a very strong personal practice which during my pregnancy involves a lot of kundalini yoga if you're pregnant or thinking of becoming pregnant go to pregnantandpowerful.com to make sure you get my kundalini vinyasa hybrid prenatal classes with mantras and and a lot more of this work but it's kind of ridiculous because yes, I'm doing this while I'm pregnant, but it's like, why couldn't I be just as good as doing this, uh, really protecting my own energy space and taking the time to constantly, constantly clear my energy when I wasn't pregnant, right? It's like all of a sudden now that there's someone else involved, it's always, again, most of us as yogis, it's so much easier to be compassionate towards other people or take extra steps in taking care of someone when it's not just about us. So for me pregnancy has been a huge blessing because it's made me extra aware of how much I want to protect my energy field and not take on other people's judgment or other people's fear. So I hope this has been a podcast with you for you that has some gold nuggets in it. I know we jumped all over the place, but as a recap, step 1, write down all your judgments. Do it in Evernote, do it on your phone. Step to notice the stories or programs, common threads throughout these judgments, and then keep writing down everything as it comes up and start finding the humor in the situation so that you can just laugh at that judgmental kind of cruel streak that lives within us all and pat it on the head and you know, blow it some kisses and giggle instead of actually taking that voice so seriously. I, again, would love to hear your feedback on all of this, your tips. Have you done specific work with judgment in your yoga practice, in your journaling, maybe in therapy or some other form uh, in your life? I would love to hear how it went for you and any insights or knowledge you want to share with us in the comments below. Again, you can do that right below this video if you're listening on youtube or you can do it in the uplifted private facebook group or you can do it in the free facebook community yoga hacks yoga h-a-c-k-s community.com and i would love to have you as a member so 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 much love remember do your practice today clear your energy space take care of you and so much love from my heart to yours namaste This episode was brought to you by Uplifted. Try Brett's membership community for people who want to enrich their life through yoga for free at brettlarkin.com uplifted. Yoga obsessed? Join Brett for yoga teacher training at brettlarkin.com train. And don't forget to give back. Watch like this podcast, leave a rating or review. Share this with someone you love. Remember, now is the time to dedicate yourself to what matters most. From my heart to yours, namaste.